everyone. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I am extremely excited to present to you Madhuri Banerjee, noted author, social media influencer, columnist and feminist, who is here to talk to us today about her life and books. Today we will be talking about writing, feminism and how to go from finding an idea to writing a novel. Madhuri will also give us a taste of her opinion on feminism and how this projects into her books. You shall be enlightened on the little steps that can be taken every day to empower you. Hello Madhuri, thank you so much for being here to talk to our listeners. How are you today? I'm good Anya, thank you for having me. No, of course, thank you for being here. Um in today's world of COVID-19, a few as a few of us have attempted writing. What was your experience in the lockdown as a writer? You know, um I think India got into a lockdown late March and I had already an idea for my next novel by then. But when we got into a lockdown, the first couple of weeks was quite hectic trying to manage the house with cooking and cleaning and managing online schools and work like everybody in the rest of the world. So I didn't have a routine for writing at all. But uh, eventually I kind of found a pattern and a rhythm for writing. So I would sit in the morning after I finished my cooking and wrote for about a few hours and then I would take a break and have an afternoon siesta and then I would again write for an hour in the evening. So I could actually finish my 10th novel during the lockdown. And oh, congratulations. Pretty... Thank you. Thank you. So that I felt was a pretty good accomplishment for me because uh, mentally we were all going through quite a harrowing time during the lockdown. So um and after that I took up a writing challenge and I wrote about 30 poems and I wrote a screenplay as well. So I think it was all about challenging myself during the lockdown um with regard to my writing so I could accomplish a little bit every single day rather than how much I should do over the course of the full year. and i didn't think about any pitching which is a very important part of writing which i can discuss later and i didn't think about marketing which is also a very important part i only thought about every single day i need to sit and stare at that white sheet of paper or your laptop and just write from 10:30 till 1:30 um and use a pomodoro effect which is um say working for 25 minutes taking a 5 minute break which i did a couple of times um and just get through every single day of a bit and bit of writing so that's how i could accomplish a little bit in my writing of the lockdown well wow that's fantastic you had a very productive lockdown then um So you've talked about what it was like in COVID-19 but in general do you have a schedule that you stick to um as a writer is it important to be disciplined For some writers I think it is important to be disciplined um because um it gives them a rhythm to writing every single day um it allows them to find their structure and their pattern of writing you know so their brain starts going on and off 
immediately when they sit in front of the laptop to write. Um, but for some, it's very inspirational driven. So it's like you take, say, three days to not write at all, not a single word, but just churn the story or the character in your head. Then on the fourth day, you take five hours and sit and write whatever thoughts that you have. So every writer has their own pattern of writing. So it just depends on what works for you. But one thing that never fails is to continue on the writing journey without giving up. Because it's just like, it's easy to give up when you say, oh, I don't have time or I don't have the energy to do this. I think everybody, if you want to find um, your writing talent, you can write it out. So would you also say that patience is a key part of writing? If an idea is not coming to you, you need to wait for it and wait for inspiration. Um, I think you should wait for inspiration only for a certain amount of time. Otherwise, your uh, you know patience becomes procrastination and procrastination becomes laziness and it can really get into a spiral of writer's block. So I would suggest um, not waiting too long and finding yourself that correct momentum because writing also um, is need to build. And it's, you know, you should not be a part of inertia um, where you can just sit and keep on thinking about the writing. Writing only comes from actually the action of writing. Yeah. So what got you into, yeah. what got you into writing? When did you first start? I started writing um, very early on. I loved writing. I was writing in my journal since I was six, seven years old. And I still write my journals in the morning. Um, there is a book by Julia Cameron called The Artist's Way. And it's a great book for writers who have any form of writer's blog or want to begin any form of writing as well. Um, it's, it's the way to journal in the morning to get your thoughts down on paper. And therefore, you're not scared of a blank page in front of you. So when you let go of the fear of what you're writing or how mm. perfect your writing is or whether you're using big vocabulary at all you can move forward in your writing style and yeah. find your own rhythm and your own style in writing so I did that when I was very small I mean I didn't read her book um, till much later in my 40s but since I was young, I used to write in diaries and I loved writing about my day and my experiences and my travels and, you know, how I, I used to bully my younger brother and how, you know, my parents were such monsters <laughs> and I would come up with stories about how my brother and I were actually horses and <laughs> we would run around and I would have, you know, and then if he was sold in the market, how much would he be sold for? So I had these vivid ideas from the beginning that I would write about. So obviously, I did not publish any of them because they were like ridiculous. But it just got me into writing since I was um, young, since the age of nine. What and is... that's when I began my writing career. That's really cool. So 
yeah that's very cool um what is your general time frame for each book and how much do you roughly write each day i know we've briefly touched upon how it's different for different people but in terms of you what would it be so uh i think i would give myself um so what generally happens in my writing process is that i have an idea which i really like and i would write a synopsis of this so i know the beginning middle and the end so of what actually happens um i think of a great scene and i write it out and then i begin writing the book when i formulated a little bit of who the character is going to be once i start writing it um i write about 20000 words as a novel so that i'm in the writing pattern and then i kind of get to a point where i take say 20000 words take a weeks break and then i kind of go back to read it and see whether i actually like what i've written yeah and if i haven't then i will delete all those 20000 words wow. and begin again so um i i can begin again so that takes about say um two weeks for me to write uh and then i begin again and then it takes me about say 3 to 4 months to complete a book um by writing every single day so um and then i will go through the whole book and edit it from the beginning from an editor's point of view and then grammatically i will go through it once so and then maybe by the fourth time of going through it then i will send it to a publisher so that's my writing process I don't count how many words I've written in a day. Um so some days you have this absolute great inspiration and you know the muse has come to you and you will probably write anything between 2000 to 8000 10000 words and some days you struggle to even write 500 words of a chapter but I try and complete a chapter a day if That's I can. Good. That's good, yeah. Um, and just following on from that quickly, could you tell us the stages of the writing process? Um, like elaborate on what you have to go through after you finish writing a book. Like what happens after? Um, after you finish writing a book, uh, you have to edit it. Uh, spellings, grammatical errors, all that that you have to check. Um, ideally, you should have say a a good friend who knows english really well to go through it if you want just to like tell you which parts are getting boring where the characters outing acting out of place um which voice is not sounding like the characters but is sounding like the authors and then redo those parts again um take a bit of a break before you go through it again and then um you can take your manuscript and give it to a publishing agent or if you know a publisher then send it to a few publishers and you know fingers crossed it becomes a novel that's yeah wow <laughs> um where do your ideas come from and which real life instances help you to form a storyline where do my ideas come from um ideas actually can come from anywhere wherever if you travel your ideas come you're always looking out for something more i think writers have 
a fantastic sense of observation. So if you're going to a coffee shop, um, there are two kinds of people. One who are just, you know, drinking coffee and discussing each other's lives and, you know, and being in a business meeting. And the second are the ones who are observing everybody around, what people are wearing, what they might be talking, what instance could it be, what is their body language, gestures. If, and if you're lucky, you can overhear conversations. So, and then they use all of that wherever they go in their work. And it's not just that they build those characters. It's that these characters come into their heads. I might know somebody like this. I might know um, housewives like this, friends like this, college children like this, husbands like this. So, so you get ideas from parties and you get ideas from newspapers. You get ideas from traveling as well. Because all my books are very character driven. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters are placed into complicated situations which would uh, change their lives. So what do they choose? So mm-hmm. it is, I don't write thrillers, for example. I write about relationships and I write about choices and how to change your life and how to empower yourself and you know the difficult situations you might find yourself in. So I write more character-driven stories and novels than say plot-driven, which is thrillers about certain murders are happening, there are clues that are there. Yeah. So that's how I would take um, my ideas. So you I'll make it interesting. So in for for example, like your book, you would place a character in a hard situation and then see how would they would combat it or how or how they would react in that situation and out of that you you have a book correct um so um, but also each character has their own motivation their dreams and yeah. their goals and you know where do they want to see themselves long term and then in the process how life changes them and how they choose differently um they ultimately get their goal they ultimately get what they want but i write about the journey towards that goal so um what is the best part about writing the best part about writing is being alone (laughs) (laughs) i i i'm an introvert and i love spending time alone um so I can be in my room, um, uh, in my house, and write quietly and peacefully. And when I feel I need to interact with people, then I go out and I meet all my friends, and I go out to public places, and I just meet different people then just to get their energies into my form of writing. But the best part is just having my time to myself to write uh, without too much pressure and deadlines. Yeah. Um, what is What are the aims of your books? So what do you aspire for the reader to think and feel? Well, most of my books are female-oriented, mm-hmm. uh, except for my clingy girlfriend. So I have women protagonists. And I've placed them in very tricky situations, whether they're single or they're married, uh, whether they're young or they're old. And um, what I want the readers to take out of that is to be able to identify with my protagonist and also then have this um, 
ability to know that it's okay to choose differently for your life. You you might identify with the protagonist because of the problem that she's facing, but my protagonist has chosen a very new route, and that's how I'm bringing feminism into my writing, where she's not a complacent passive housewife. Mm-hmm. She's not lying back and taking the nonsense of her boss either. She is choosing differently, and she's choosing her life, her choices, her sexuality very differently. So, I. Uh, what I want the readers and I urge the readers to do is choose differently for themselves and not have that fear um, of taking that chance and choice. Um, leading on from this, but about yourself, how would you describe your writing in the times that you wrote it? Was it a relatively new style? It was a new style because I was the first um, writer who had the word virginity uh, as a title on the novel. Um, my first novel, Losing My Virginity and Other Dumb Ideas, was released in 2010, which was a decade ago, mm-hmm. 11 years ago. And um, it kind of boomed out a whole market of other writers who could then write about anything Um, erotic or sexual or relationships which was not discussed in uh, books during that time so a lot of books and writing during that time did not have any of these issues Mm -hmm. so after I began writing and I wrote about housewives in scandalous housewives and forbidden desires as well um, it spoke about housewives of India Mm -hmm. as well who nobody had written about and their lives and their choices and how they've been suppressed throughout the centuries of India. So was it hard yeah, was, so, was it hard to make such a big and bold move and did you ever feel like you were going to get judged badly or people wouldn't like you? I was uh, I think um, as a writer you will be judged badly for your writing for your topics for issues for standing up for yourself as a woman you are judged constantly mm-hmm. and even if you're not a writer you will be judged so as a woman you will always be judged for what you do in any case but as a writer i knew that i was uh, being judged um, because i was talking about women taking sexuality into their own hands uh, and doing something more um, revolutionary in today's society. And um, it it was a bold move, but I don't know how to live another way. I don't know how to write the passive way of writing. And I think that's what my voice is, is to write about women who should be making bold moves. So if we are going to be talking about feminism or leadership or empowerment or empowering other women, I'm not going to say, fine, nothing happens, be passive, sit in and be unhappy. I will write about what are the choices that women can make. And maybe later on, 10 years down the line um, or 20 years down the line, uh, if somebody does read my book and is inspired by it, um, they they can say at that point, you know what, I do have this option, I will choose it, instead of going back to their unhappy lives. So that's what I want to write about um, 
in any case, whether it is bold or whether it is judged. Um, what writing advice would you give to aspiring authors who want to go in the same field as you? Um, the one writing advice that I would give to authors is, one, you must write regularly. Two, don't be defeated by writing. People will try and defeat you uh, by telling you that your work is not good. You are not good. Your ideas have been done before. These are hackneyed plots, um, stereotypical characters. Just keep going because the more you write, the more evolved you become as a human being. And your writing will show in its way, uh, in, in the way that you write. And secondly, build your brand. Your brand is very important. So if you're going to be a thriller writer, write thrillers. Write five thrillers before you switch your brand to writing a romantic. So stick to the same genres. Yes, even though it might be difficult for you um, because you have, you're a writer and you might be varied in the form of writing that you can do, I would suggest that do the varied form of writing. If you've written one thriller and you've written a romance novel, keep that romance novel a little bit aside. Write a third book which can still be a thriller. Let that release. Let three thrillers release before you can say, hey, I've also got a romance book. Then, then you can take your romance book out. So once you've built your brand, you can change your brand if you choose to. But don't go from horror writing to romance writing to a thriller to nonfiction to a child, children's writing. Build the brand that you want to build. See J.K. Rowling. She built her brand and then she wrote under Robert Galbraith. Well, that's that, that, that's really good piece of advice. Thank you. To stick to the same genres, yeah. Um, how do you display feminism in a quirky and witty yet informative way through your books? Is it hard to incorporate aspects like humour while still following a re- relatively serious storyline? Humour comes naturally because that's the way the characters will talk. Yeah. Right. So we don't. We you know how we and I want to have the most easiest of dialogues in my books. It should be very readable because that's how um, we talk in our daily lives. That's how I want my characters to speak as well. And I've, I believe that all of us have some bit of wry humor, slapstick humor. You know, we, half of us are just comedians anyway because <laughs> we're doing all sorts of goofy things in our day. So that has to come out in your characters as well. And our lives are serious. So even if it's a serious storyline, it doesn't matter the way that you know, nonsense keeps happening. The characters don't always lead from point A to point B because that's where they're going. It, you know, you, I show them going from point A to point C, even if we're going to like point B. And then what do they do? You know, then they're like, oh my God, now what do I do? You know, like, oh, my ex-boyfriend has come now. You know, in the middle of my romantic evening with my new boyfriend and what happens yeah. you know so it's not serious it's i make it funny and and therefore you bring feminism in as well because you're bringing equality right so feminism for me is equality and um you know what the woman chooses and how she allows that to happen and you know how she accepts life 
and and the changes that she makes to it as well and how she can bring about a different perspective for men and breaks barriers so it's not always serious but it's always it, it can be done in a nice lighthearted humorous way as well yeah and um, i think women should use that in their daily life as well it's not just in writing or in characters right so mm-hmm. we do that in our own ways of trying to change a perspective of a man or breaking barriers by you know gently speaking to people and breaking their thought processes on stereotypes and when you do that in a gentle manner uh, it breaks those stereotypes and structures and you get further ahead in feminism what does it mean to be a feminist to you feminist is equality for me mm-hmm. um it it is it is just um seeing it's it's a it's a gender equality that is there so a feminist is not a woman a feminist is a thought process it's a state of mind so you know my partner a uh, male partner is a feminist he believes uh, treating both men and women in his office space as equal so it is you know treating your son and daughter equally it is treating um everybody in your office or wherever that you are equally equal pay um equal respect um and equal opportunities so that is what feminism is for me that everybody gets equal opportunity to do what they want to do and not just lead um from the male point of view so yeah and have more women who can then speak we have only male historians that are writing our history books and um, if you look at have, like presidents for example um all presidents of, for sure us I, presidents have been male i hope one day we will have um, a female president in the united states and we will have more women leading all the countries of the world yeah because there is a different perspective from a woman's point of view as well yeah Um a lot of people say that feminism today has become anti-men and all about women's superiority. How would you respond to this? No, it's not anti-men at all. The men are the if men say they are feminists, it's about them saying I have equal opportunity. I believe in equal pay, equal opportunity um and the equality that's all that feminism means it's nothing to do with anti men at all why is anything anti in any case exactly why should we all be anti in this world why can't we just be pro mm-hmm. can't we be pro women pro choice yeah pro life um what is your view on sexism today i personally have come across a lot of people who don't think sexism is that big of a deal anymore what is your view on the matter um who says that it's not a big of a deal i think um it's still about um gender discrimination right mm-hmm. so that's what it is and there's discrimination so heavily in every single field whether it's yeah. politics whether it's in the corporate life whether even in publishing as a as a writer i have i have faced this in my corporate life i was working for um 3 years with um a big corporation I faced it there. So, yeah, it's pretty much available everywhere right now. Yeah. So, it 
I it's not gone anywhere. So if and it's not gone in households either where you know the husband is given food and the woman might have to wait or you are you know the man is given say you know bigger pieces of chicken the woman has to be given less it it happens even in households it yeah. ha- it happens even in and um, other countries of Afghanistan and Pakistan Bangladesh yeah there's far more sexism there than we see in our um developed countries so it's still very much prevalent um what are difficulties and biases that you encounter every day in your job being an indian and woman writer uh being an indian or being an indian being a woman writer oh um being mostly i'm just asking about being woman but i'm saying does in does being indian like also play a part into um encountering difficulties and biases every day well since i live in india i mean it's not, i don't have a bias oh, yeah. there's no bias mm-hmm. against me as an indian mm-hmm. um in india in my field um i don't know how the biases play out for indians and indian women writers in uk or usa or other parts of the world um but for me as a female writer yeah. here um it is very difficult because a lot of the readers in india prefer to read men and male writers yeah there's a massive male community amongst the writers as well and so the male writers will promote other male writers but they won't promote female writers and you know there are some female writers who are extremely jealous of other female writers success mm-hmm. so therefore they won't promote you or you know or help you either um publishing houses will are only now promoting celebrities um so it is kind of difficult as a female writer uh, in today's era but i find my voice and i do my writing and i hope for the best right yeah i guess that's what you have to do um what do you think is the key to eradicating sexism if if we have a what is the- yeah what do you think is the key to eradicating sexism you've talked a lot about equality so i just um quickly wanted to touch on that what is the key to eradicating sexism um promoting more women uh, hiring more women um giving women opportunities um you know and uh, <clears throat> just um publishing more women and supporting more women wherever they are so um finding them and uh, doing that and educating every single girl on this planet every single one educating them so that they make those choices mm-hmm. and um, they are educated and they are learned and and making education free uh, if possible yeah for even higher learning so having more scholarships for women um so yeah i would do that Yeah. Um what are the writing stereotypes present around women writers? The stereotypes for women are that you know, you will only write chiclet, um you write romance, 
um, you can't write anything serious or you write boring things, you know, or it's just like too long. You talk about your feelings all the time and you can't probably write thrillers or a horror, you know, or so <laughs> you don't write about any issues. So I think they have um, certain stereotypes about women who are writing, uh, which are not true. Yeah. And I think we have um, Bernadine Evaristo and Margaret Atwood to prove them wrong. Yes. Right? And, we have yeah. Indian, and we have Indian authors, um, Chitra Banerjee Divakarni, who proves them wrong, and um, Abhni Doshi, Madhur Vijay, the different female authors that have risen in the last year as well. And, uh, you know, Tharuni Bhaskar, they're lovely authors who just prove people wrong. Um, how have women's problems evolved today as compared to in the past? What ways is sexism still present in society as per your point of view? It, it's still present uh, in the ways that I, uh, I said about, um, you know, men promoting other men in corporate offices. Yeah. So, you know, you would have leaders who will be men, um, politicians who will be men. There'll be boys groups in industries as well. Um, and that's how sexism continues um, because, you know, you'll have male clubs, for example, or you know, specifically male sports, yeah. you know, golf, for example, you know, so. Yeah, and also, women... also I was just going to say, would you say that, for example, in the past, women, there was sexism in the sense that women weren't allowed to do things like voting, but nowadays the opportunity is there but there is still bias in people's heads. So, for example, women can can um, stand to be president, but they won't be voted because other people are sexist. They're still given the opportunity. Exactly, they're, they're exactly. Sexism is in their heads. Exactly. Like, right? women so. are still, pr they're now provided with opportunities, but because sexism is present in other people's head, heads, they're not presented with it. Yes, and um, in India, if there are a lot of women, say, who choose to do martial arts um, or they go into the army or the navy, um, so, you know, then it becomes um, problematic for certain families, you know, because then that's sexism in their heads, right? So yeah. about, you know, what should a woman's role be as well? So that's, that's going to take some time to change. Um, my penultimate question is, um, it was one that I was going to ask at the beginning, but I forgot. One of your books, My Clingy Girlfriend, has a man for a protagonist and is written from his point of view. How easy, yes. how easy or difficult was it for you to write from a, man's man, from a man's mindset and make it so that men would be able to relate? Would you say this is one of your more successful books? I feel this is my best book, My Clingy Girlfriend. I've, I loved writing that book yeah. because um, I, I really enjoyed it. It's just a humorous book from a man's point of view of how he's stuck in a bad relationship. And um, it's hilarious because it's supposed to like have men wanting to do a whole bunch of different things, this man, and he just can't because of his girlfriend, Radha. And... I loved writing it. I was in a man's space for a very for a very long time when I was writing it, even <laughs> after I completed writing it. So I finished writing it in say three four months, like I do with a book. 
but I continued to be in a man's space for another two, three months after that. So I couldn't listen to my girlfriends cribbing about their lives you know, <laughs> because I was just in this man's space in my head thinking about like what I'm going to eat and why is she being so cribby and cranky all the time and you know why is she talking about her mother-in-law who who the hell cares in the law you know <laughs> yeah. and so so I was in that space but it was really interesting to get into a man's shoes and you know have understand his fears but did and that make him his needs Sorry, did that, I was just going to say, did that make it more easy or difficult that it was from, like, did you find it harder? So, it was harder. Yes, it was harder because, but um, each of us has this, um, you know, the male and the female within us, the yin and the yang. Yeah. So I just had to, like, get the male in me, like, really more dominating to write this book, even though it was harder. I, you know, so I, I, I would, like, kind of also say okay can you get me a cup of tea please you know yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would do funny things like that in the house so um, I, it, but it was difficult it was difficult but it was challenging but it was completely interesting and I loved every process of writing it and that's what a writer should do they should challenge themselves right I mean yeah. you can't keep on writing the same thing and the same story and the same premise continuously you must challenge yourself at every stage and think from different people's point of view and I thought to be able to do that and think from another gender's point of view yeah um, is how I would challenge myself as a writer yeah well it's incredible and finally what are the steps we can take as men and women to empower ourselves and embrace equality well First of all, I think you sh- you know you should always speak up for yourself. I think you should have tremendous amount of self love, and be able to speak up for yourself and tell people that this is wrong. If somebody shouts at you, say that you know, hey, that's not okay. You are not allowed to shout at me. It doesn't matter whether you know more, own more, are different, are older. You're not supposed to do that. You yeah. can empower yourself by doing that. Um, respect each other um you know instead of you know discriminating against each other and uh, help each other and promote each other it shouldn't just be like a man helping a woman a woman should help a woman a woman should help a man as well if a man has um, not got a job um so a woman should help him if a man is struggling a woman should help understand what's going through through his head so it's small ways of helping each other uh, and hence empowering not just yourself but each other as well. Yeah, because there and also, if I remember, there was like a movement of women empowering women, but we should be able to come to come to a stage where it's women women empowering men and men empowering women as well. Correct, exactly. So it's not just like, hey, I just want to empower myself, and you know, you can do whatever you want with your life. It's yeah. about empowering each other as well and standing up for yourself and standing up for people who are weaker than you also so and at every step and and slowly and steadily finding your own voice and whatever you want to do um and you know embracing your own uniqueness and stop comparing yourself with others so that's how you will empower yourself because if when you stop comparing yourself with what others have what they can do where they're planning to go it's 
you have your own uniqueness and your own destiny so when you start believing in that you will power yourself um thank you so much madhuri for that talk that was absolutely fascinating i learned so much thank you i loved it and you gave some incredible advice for aspiring writers your views um yeah i learned so much thank you so much for appearing on the show thank you so much for having me of course and i hope to see uh, many novels from your listeners soon get writing everyone and may All i just right. add before we finish if you guys have any questions regarding the books please drop them in the comments and i will forward, forward them to madhuri who will get back to you Thank you for listening. Bye.